thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. The top poser this week is a bit of a shocker. Hello there, my name is Clive Wilkins. I'm from Sutton Coalfield. I have a question. My dad always used to unplug the TV when lightning was nearby. Was this the right thing to do? Uh, Excuse the pun, what is the current advice? Thank you. So what horrid things can a thunderstorm do to you and your home? My name is uh, John Hammond and I work at the Met Office. On average in the UK itself, uh, we have one in around three million people that are struck by lightning each year. That's quite a high number. Most of those do survive. But overall, I mean, the people that have been struck have been doing anything from literally using electrical appliances. We've heard uh, of accounts of people that have been ironing and they've been blown across the room because the lightning has come down uh, that particular way. If you are concerned, then I would certainly unplug an electrical appliance to try and break that link where the lightning therefore can't go and make contact with the ground ultimately. It turns out lightning can melt your appliances even if it hits a nearby house or overhead cable. If you want to save an expensive telly, then unplugging it from the aerial and the mains might be the right idea. But does the aerial help to make it more attractive to lightning? My name's Dr Bob Howlett. I'm a reader in electrical and electronic engineering in the School of Environment and Technology at the University of Brighton. Whether you plug your television in or not when there's lightning around, it's an interesting question. I think it's one of those things where the answer really is it doesn't make too much difference. It certainly doesn't make any difference as to whether you get struck by lightning or not because that is down to the distribution of charge in the clouds and the distribution of charge over the nearby buildings and, would you believe, whether the, the shape of the building, whether there are sharp points on it and things like that. So one little television aerial isn't going to make any difference that way. If you do get struck by lightning, the current will come down the aerial cable, and if your television is plugged in, it may be a good thing because the television will melt down and absorb the energy. The bad thing is that the cathode ray tube may explode, which is, which is not very nice, but the television would act like a nice little fuse and absorb some of the energy. If it's not plugged in, the energy is going to go somewhere else. So there will be a spark from the plug to the nearest earth point, which might be a radiator, or it might be you, or it might be your dog walking past, or whatever, but you don't know what. Even if nothing happens to the television aerial, the wet walls will be quite good electrical conductors. So you'll get quite large current coming down the walls at the outside of the building. And those changing currents will cause magnetic fields, which in turn will induce EMFs or voltages in what could be any of the electrical equipment in the house. So I'm afraid the answer is there's probably not much you can do about it apart from lying back and watching the show. So during a storm, you could make a potential difference in your life expectancy by letting the TV act as a big fuse. Well, it's much better to listen to the radio anyway. 
And on our forum, a number of you seem to have suffered from lightning-damaged electrical equipment. Graham D, Linda, and Chris's mum all said it was better to unplug your TV during a storm. And TechMind advised that touching any plugs or leads during a storm isn't a brilliant idea. And Turnipsock named a non-fiberglass car as a particularly good safe haven. Let's hope this next question doesn't get quite so sparky. Hi, I'm Dr. Raj from Sri Lanka. My question is this. During the 1970s, we were told that oil would run out by the year 2000. Then new reserves were discovered, and now they say 2100 is when we will be starved of oil. Is it possible that we'll find more oil reserves in time to come? And why have we missed them before? Can the price of oil make smaller reserves economically viable? Thank you. Some forms of oil are not as flammable as others, but what about this burning issue? My name's Graham Watson and I come from South London. And my question is, uh, occurred to me when I was listening to the Olympic torch being discussed recently, I was wondering how you transport a naked flame on an aeroplane. It has to be a naked flame, I think, to, to uh, continue the Olympic spirit. But even without the current security situation, surely it must be quite difficult. But it's obviously possible, so I wondered how they did it. So if you know anything of the future of oil supplies and exactly what happens to the Olympic torch in the air if it hasn't been nicked yet, then get in touch by emailing questionoftheweek at thenakedscientist.com or take part in our forum debate at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.